Hey, everybody. So, as you know, this is the measure of an episode where we normally talk about Star Trek, but my wife recently had a baby, and we are trying to get back onto a sleep schedule. So we do not have an episode this week. Uh, Not wanting to abandon you, we decided to submit another Patreon for your enjoyment. Uh, But we should be back next week with a brand new episode of The Measure of an Episode. In the meantime, here is our Patreon about something that Paul's going to choose. Enjoy. (laughs) Okay, good enough. Good enough. There was Arnold Schwarzenegger as an actor. There was, yes. You agree? I did notice that too, yeah. Yeah. So far? Okay. So he's this huge, muscular man who was a bodybuilder before he was an actor. I actually don't know how he got into acting. I don't know if it was a deliberate thing or if they somebody said, hey, you should do acting because we need some like a bodyguard thing. I don't know how that worked out. Um, he wanted to be an actor and he went to Hollywood and they needed a, a Herculean type character for the movie Hercules in New York. Um, and he he auditioned. He was the biggest because I think he had, he had already been Mr. Universe at that point. Um, and so it's the I think it's the only movie that he's ever done where he was dubbed through the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. So there was something about him that we liked. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's that he was this giant, muscular dude, right? right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't his acting chops. Nope. Maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it was the combination. But, okay, so we had that guy, and he became this monster movie star who was, for some reason, uh, loved, beloved as an actor, but also totally made fun of and kind of existed in this kind of Keanu Reeves space where... We love him, but we all think he's a terrible actor type of thing. Right. And so he became governor, whatever. And then we have now, I would say, The Rock. And before there were sort of mini versions of him, like Vin Diesel and people who tried to be that, uh-huh. like Mark Wahlberg. And, you know, they were all sort of known for being muscular and that was their thing. But they were actors. And now The Rock has sort of taken over that that role as the huge muscular guy who's not that great of an actor, but is one of the most popular actors right now. And I'm wondering why, what is it about that? That makes us that where he's getting all this work as like an act. Granted, it's all the same kind of, you know, two types of movies. There's the action, big, huge action movie. And also the fish out of water movie where he's still an action star, but he's a babysitter for a day and hijinks ensue. Mm -hmm. You know, Vin Diesel did one. Uh, Obviously Schwarzenegger did one. The rock Mm -hmm. has done one. You know, it, they all have to do that movie right, apparently right. Mm-hmm. as a rite of passage. But why? <laughs> why is why do we love muscular men? As, like, what is it about that? And dudes love it. It's not like this is a, a female thing. In fact, right. I think a lot of females probably don't like them as much. I don't know. I mean, obviously, I can't speak to that side of it. But um, I, if I had to, if I had to guess, I would say that it's it's more. Well, first off, you know, it, it's huge explosions and dudes punching people and shooting people you know it's it's like what we did with our toys when we were younger you know it's just on the screen and so it's it's fun to watch that played out in quote-unquote real life uh but i think also part of it is like we we want to do those things too and like we can't but it's fun to live by proxy through this other guy right but why does he have to be this giant muscular (laughs) guy why is that a requirement so i'm kind of going back to comic books where every superhero in a comic book is mm-hmm. gigantically muscular almost right. impossibly muscular and so i'm thinking that has something to do with it but i don't think that's a cause and effect 
that comic books characters were that way, and so therefore we like our our action stars to look that way. I'm wondering if there's something as to the reason that comic book characters were originally drawn that way. Is there something going on there? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm positive psychologically that there there is some something to it. Um, I'm we've we've always been impressed by bodybuilders. I mean, that's where Superman got his physique from, and like specifically the. Uh, the underwear over his suit, you know, is because that's that's what a bodybuilder wore. Um, because you're right. Like, if you think about Superman's origin, he doesn't have to be muscular. And in like, fact, he wouldn't be right. muscular. And if you like, and thinking about um, Aquaman's physique and like um, biology, he would not be muscular either. Like his, he would have his whole society would have developed just strong tight muscles to swim through the water anyway like they wouldn't need muscle mass to do so um in fact like that would be impeding on them um well they wouldn't it wouldn't happen if they because all of the superheroes have superhuman strength or or the ones that have superhuman strength still have big muscles right and a good analog to that is astronauts Astronauts go to space and immediately their body starts to atrophy. Right. And they, you know, you are a superhero in in space, mm-hmm. right? You can lift. You could you could literally lift the space station, right? Right. And or you could move it. Let's say you could you can have an effect on this giant mass. And right. yet you they have to one exercise. You went in the other one, but you would both right. move. Yeah. Yeah, and yet they have to exercise for two hours a day just to maintain weight. Right. Right. So that would ha- that would happen to a superhero because it's kind of the same thing that happened to them. So <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. So they'd have to be literally exercising half the day. I mean, I guess that's not true for Batman and Captain America. Right. I mean, there are those who, but like Iron who, Man doesn't need to be buff. I don't, well, I don't think he is. Um, yeah. I mean, he's definitely not in the same physique as Batman and Superman. But yeah. Um, I mean, I guess I guess the Thor is another one that wouldn't have to be. I guess maybe the glib answer is that we want our heroes to be strong and because they want, we want them to protect us, I guess. And so the way to outwardly express that is having them have big muscles. Right. But, is but it, maybe it's as simple as that. Right. I mean, and I may be reading too much into your question, but the way I inferred it was why, obviously there's the physical aspect of just, you know, somebody who is physically strong and they're going to be strong and take care of you, um, which Actually, isn't entirely true. Like, <laughs> again, if you if you have all those muscles and you've been getting those muscles through like push ups or um, anything that did not require a grip of any sort, and then you try to do weightlifting of any kind, you won't be able to because you don't have a grip to hold the weight that your muscles can handle. Um, you know, so just because you look strong doesn't mean you can do anything with that strength. Um, but the having said that, like, obviously you see somebody who is strong, you assume that they're strong, but like, if we, why, why do we need the person to look strong for us to know that they are strong? Like Thor is a God. We know that he's a God. Like why, why do we need him to be jacked for us to be like, Oh, look how strong he is. Yeah. And I think we moved away from that a little bit because if you look at Smallville, (laughs) the emblematic show of superheroes, Smallville, (laughs) At least the beginning, he wasn't this huge buff dude. Right. He was probably looked a little bit older than a freshman in high school. <laughs> but he he wasn't jacked. You right. Know? And rightly so. He wasn't supposed to be. Right. But he was still super strong and, and I think he was 
He was super fast. Yeah. And, you know, so I, I think that that's the right way to go. And the Flash is, I don't know what the comic book reason that he can move so fast. I don't know if it's because he's super strong. But his legs aren't like these bulging giant things where he can, you know, <laughs> he can run really fast. He's just a regular kind of weedy dude, mm-hmm. you know. So I think we're going in the right direction with that. But I, there is something about an outward expression of strength right. where you want to, you want them to be imposing mm-hmm. in, in a certain way. Well, and even if you use that logic and you took – I mean I think it depends on the character because if you took that away from Superman – if you just made – even if you, like, kept him in the same suit or, you know, like, you you redesigned him in a way that his physique looked okay in whatever super suit he was in, people would not accept him to be Superman because he wouldn't look strong enough. Right, and I guess my argument to that is, well, when he picks the car up and throws it at somebody, that's a good – He looks pretty strong there, right. Yeah, he looks yeah. pretty strong. <laughs> and when bullets are bouncing off of him – that's a pretty good indication. Right. So, you know, I just think – I think that's just – now it's just culturally ingrained that our superheroes and therefore our, our actors are, are super huge. Like mm-hmm. the, 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 bigger, the, the bigger you are, the stronger you are. Right. Um, when, as you said, that's not really the case. Like Bruce Lee, what, you know, he could – Oh, my gosh. He was amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean he, he would whoop anybody's ass, right? Yeah. And he probably was 140 soaking wet. Right. And I, if there's one who, – who would I rather go up against in a fight, The Rock or Bruce Lee? I would pick The Rock every time. Right. I don't know why I'd be doing this multiple times. <laughs> one time would probably be enough. Well, the first time you're going to go against The Rock because you know Bruce Lee's faster. The second time you're going to go against The Rock because you have brain damage. No. I, it's not about being – he could – he could Bruce Lee could punch through concrete from two inches away. Right. Oh, it's not about speed. Like it's, it's about everything. Like I just – he's like a, a loaded knife. Mm-hmm. What? How so? Hang on, let's 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 go down that road a minute. How does a loaded knife work? Well, it has all the fixins on it. <laughs> oh, it has a gun on the knife. Okay, so, so but, uh, just to be clear, it's it's there is it's not a knife on a gun like a bayonet. Right, right. The gun is on the knife in case you need it. Yeah, I'm trying to think how uh, like I, I get you know in case you need it. So I guess it would be part of the handle like the handle to the knife is also the handle to the gun like the hilt to the knife is actually the gun part okay so the, it's got just a giant hilt on it that has i could i could see like two revolvers as the hilt <laughs> they go facing both ways yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know what kind of weapon that would require i don't know for, for me some reason a knife is scarier than a gun well nick swartzen covered that a, a knife is scarier because you're there the whole time what do you mean you're there? Like somebody can shoot you, you know, and you just be walking down the street and like, bam, what? Uh, oh, oh, I just got shot. Oh, my gosh. But like with a knife, you know, the person has to be standing there doing it to you the whole time. Right. That's true. And it's it's I guess for some reason, I feel like a, a gun is more escapable than a knife. Well, yeah, you, like you you miss the bullet. That's the end of it. The With a knife, there's so many parts of it that can hurt you. I mean the guns that are attached to it? <laughs> right? <laughs> Even if you dodge off to the side and the knife goes by, you still got that gun that's facing you now. <laughs> and that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And recoil would be a problem. Yes. Okay. Didn't think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do like the superhero that, that walks around with this weapon. Just all, scar- anyway- all kinds of scars on his shoulders. <laughs> Training's been a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I figured it out. But anyway, so, okay, so we have this giant muscular man. But here's the thing. We seem to forego any kind of acting ability 
for the strong man mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about somebody like Bruce Willis or Mel Gibson, they were kind of superheroes in the movies that they were in, especially in the 80s and 90s. Right. And they weren't huge. I mean, they weren't fl- flabby. Well, but- yeah, like in the 80s and 90s, we kind of got to an everyman superhero, you know, with like Die Hard and uh, Loaded Weapon. Oh, lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon. And- there we go. Yeah. Yeah, and he always – and I think Mel Gibson uh, kind of embodied that for longer than Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis started doing less action-y stuff. Well, not really though, did he? He kind of st- he kind of tried to bridge the gap a little bit. I mean he definitely switched over to drama um, and kind of – his drama pieces are so, so much more different than Mel Gibson's. Like, yeah, and then Mel Gibson's kind of started directing too, Yeah, and that changed. Bruce Willis was always before. stoic in his drama pieces. Like he just has a very hard time doing any range of emotions in his drama pieces, whereas Mel Gibson had a tendency to to be a person, you know, and actually have a range of emotions throughout his movie. Who else was like that in the eighties and nineties? Was there another? There, I'm sure there was. I can't know, think of anybody. But, right, but I mean, we uh, going back to the jacked ones. We had Arnold Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone. Um, are there always two? Like right now, there's Vin Diesel and The Rock. <laughs> always two there I, are. Yeah, I know. I know that people are are. Going to start saying, well, Sylvester Stallone was a good actor. And I don't know if that's true. I think that, first of all, good and bad is kind of a bad, that's not a good judgment, right. I think. Right. It's a bit glib of a judgment because I think Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone, they both chose roles that were, that suited them. Right. Because I think in every, almost every movie that Sylvester Stallone is in, he's kind of playing the same dude. It's, yeah. Right. There's not a lot of range in terms of what he's doing. Well, I would I would say Rocky and Rambo are two different characters. But beyond that, like every every action hero that he plays is the same action hero. But Rocky and Rambo, he he wrote for himself. Well, Ram, uh, Rocky for sure. And then Rambo was based off a book, but I think he bought the rights or something, but he penned the, the script or something like that. Well, and I think our when we think of Rambo, we have that image of him coming out of the water with a one of those rotating guns and like he's a super jacked dude. Uh-huh. And he's got the headband on, he's in the jungle. That's not what the original Rambo looked like, if you've ever seen the first Rambo. Right. In fact, I mean he's never naked, you know, he never has to tie back. He's just sort of a you know, a kind of a tortured vet. Yep. Um, and I think he's like naked once, but that's not, it's not gratuitous. Right. And, and so I think they're the same in that sense where Rocky, of course, was also buff, but not gratuitously. So I think though, in the sense of them being kind of the same character, they were probably closer to being the same character in Rocky one and in Rambo one, but then they kind of diverged drastically after okay. that. But after the rock, like I think, after him, is there going to be another strongman type of guy? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say that somebody like who plays Thor, Patrick, Chris Hemsworth, yeah, Patrick Dempsey, Patrick Warburton. <laughs> I don't think he's not in that ilk of just giant strongman. No. None of the Avengers really are. No, right? Think. Yeah, right. I agree. Well, yeah, and I mean, even even Vin Diesel, not so much. You know, he keeps taking on those roles, but it's it's almost like. They felt like Dwayne Johnson was going to be too big, you know, so they wanted to yeah. to dial it back a bit. And so they got this other guy who doesn't necessarily have the physique, but he absolutely has the voice for it. Yeah. And you could argue that someone like The Rock, we keep calling The Rock. <laughs> That's not really his name anymore. Dwayne Johnson is he his physique is closest to how comic book characters are represented in comic books. Right. Yeah. But I think one of the reasons is he's not that good of an actor. <laughs> Right. He's just 
It just isn't. I mean, he's he's adequate for the roles he takes, but I think Chris Hemsworth is a fabulous actor. At least he is in in what is called upon him for these movies that he's been in. Right. See, and I would I would disagree. I mean, maybe maybe it's just how charismatic I find The Rock, but I genuinely think that he is a a good actor. Like, I don't know if I could ever see him. No, if I, not, I, I could absolutely see him do it. But I, I don't know if he's good enough to be in just a straight dramatic piece where you know his physique has nothing to do with it. But for for all the movies that he, you know, that you said like that he's called upon to do, regardless of what movie it is, he he can always hit whether or not it's a comedy action or it's a dramatic action, but it's like he, he's not playing himself all the time. I don't think. Yeah. I, I kind of think about when I see him, when it's time to be dramatic and time to be poignant for, for the rock, I always, I always see the seams with him. I can see him acting. I think he's fine when he's being kind of fun and comedic, you know, I right. think that's where he, that's probably Slightly what he's best at. Yeah. But when when he he needs to be actually threatening and not just funny threatening, you know, mm-hmm. but just actually threatening and actually be mad or angry, I can always see it. I can always see the smile right behind. You know what I mean? Right. Like it just doesn't feel like I don't buy it. Right. And hmm. I think with somebody like Chris Hemsworth or you ever see the movie Sunshine? It's a science fiction no, movie. But I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, with Killian Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly Murphy and um, the other Chris, Chris, Captain Evans? America. Yeah. He's in that and you would not recognize him. Yeah. Right. I didn't you know? even know he was in it. Okay. Yeah. So that's, that's sort of what I mean is that, you know, he's still playing kind of a good looking guy, but you would, it's not like you're saying, oh, this is also Captain America. I see where Captain right. America came from, right. you know, and with the rock, it's kind of that way. You know, there's not a lot of deviation from, and granted, that's not what they're paying him for to, is to be a dramatic actor. I get it. So I don't know. I just, I, I don't, that's what I mean when I say, I don't think he's that good of an actor. I don't, I don't, I don't buy the whole range of human emotion uh-huh. from him. Right. Although he is really funny when he's trying to, when he's like being a dick, but a funny dick. Right. Right. Well, yeah. So I just wonder if it's going to come with time. Like, I don't know if you've seen any of Schwarzenegger's more recent flicks, um, but he, I feel like his dramatic side has drastically improved. I'm sure it has. Yeah. I mean, I think that The Rock has, or Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I think he's improved a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, Which just comes I, from yeah. practice and experience and, you know, all that. Yeah. yeah. And just a confidence of being in front of a camera. Right. And not, you know, having to throw a chair at somebody. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I guess it's not that hard of a thing to... uh to break down is why we want giant. I mean, just giant dudes, not even just imposing kind of figures, which you could argue that Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson are in the sense of they're good looking. They're not weedy, you know, but just giant people that we want that. We want more of that. <laughs> right. Know, like give us more muscles. You mm-hmm. know, it just seems slightly homoerotic in a way. Right. Yeah. Because it's not like they're in a suit. Right, that it, and where we can see their rippling muscles under the fabric, they, they find reasons to take their clothes off. Right, I'm really like, yeah, yeah, more of that. <laughs> I would, I would love to see movies that kind of push that. You know, like there, there's a scene where the guy has to get like all the way down to his underwear, and he has to do like the whole thing through just his underwear. Um, I'm already at twenty percent, dude. I gotta do something about my phone. Um, 
It's the intensity of the conversation. <laughs> right. My phone's just having a hard time keeping up. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, and like, and then you know, in the in the sequel, the the same thing. Something happens where he has to get down to his underwear, but now it's raining, so now his underwear is wet. And then in the third one, like he has to be nude, but it's only his butt. You know, like how far can this be pushed? Where people like, and it's still just a straight action movie. You know, like nothing is played homoerotically or. Um, you know, hinting at anything like people might comment on it, but not in like a, a sexual way. Like it's just like he he is trying to save the day. He just has to be in his underwear, you know, and then it's just how it's raining where he happens to be in his underwear. And then like he forgets his underwear or something like that, you know. So like at, at what point would people stop enjoying the movie and be uncomfortable? I don't know. That's a good question. When you think about Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson, they played characters who you believed could physically die. And we're, you know, by right. the end of Die Hard, in every single Die Hard, Bruce Willis is like a bloody pulp. Yeah. And and Mel Gibson, kind of that way, I'm trying to remember, like in Lethal Weapon movies, like he he's clearly could die, and you believe that. Whereas with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Dwayne Johnson and Vin Diesel, they get little gashes, you know? Uh-huh. But, and they get, they get hit with cars, and they get back up, and they're like, Ugh, uh, you know, it's like... <laughs> It's it's not you just like okay so this is just make believe then you know? right yeah and this but be, maybe that's why we like somebody like Bruce Willis and Mel Gibson is that they're a little bit more human right I mean they're still superhuman but they're leaning toward human well yeah like it I feel like the the level of surreality matches the the person that's involved you know like if you look at Mel Gibson he's not going to survive a car hit at least. Not just get up and shake it off, you know. Like he's going to be bloody and he's going to be limping for the rest of the movie. Um, but if Dwayne gets hit by a, a car, like the if car it, is dented. Well, yeah, I was going to say if it moves him, like <laughs> he just, you know, like he he gets up off the ground and looks mad that he that the car stopped what he was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe that's what it is. Yeah. We like we we want our humanistic characters, but we also want our superheroes. Yeah, and that's why Arnold Schwarzenegger got into the movie business. <laughs> it's a good button, and it actually does it all ties it all yeah. ties together. Like it's not random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>